like that's all I know the definition I, right there. If if I was in the debate room with Biden and and if they said I'd be like Vice President Biden, if he says anything about your wife, you need to go after him on stage. You need to try to throw a punch at him. <laughs> like, like let's do it. Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon, Return of the King. This is like Lord of the Rings. Shane Forrester is back on recently talking shit on Facebook. Decided to come onto the show. Shane Forrester, say hi to everybody. Hello. Way to undersell it, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have special guest jessica martinez all the way out from dc what's up jessica what's up everybody so excited (laughs) to be here oh my god we won i know Mm -hmm. i could go on like a list of things that you do but i don't know like oh yeah 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 first uh, bratty little sister uh martinez family (laughs) for the win and of course and i am speaking in my personal capacity as always our rock our cornerstone the man that holds down the whole show Kobe Peterson. Shane Forrester. <laughs> On today's show, we're going to talk 2020 election recap. The uh, melancholiness of it all for mm. especially Weber County. Mm. Uh, we're going to do some pinkies up, thumbs down, and we're going to talk about the upcoming events. We don't really have any upcoming events, but it's going to be a pretty high and tight show. Uh, so, saying that, Tell your friends, tell them to come and and listen to the show, share the show with your friends, because somebody shared a stat in the forum that was like, Charlie Kirk and all these other right-wing folks are like number three in podcasts, listenership, and you know what? Those guys, share this show, put us on that list, put the Junction City podcast on that list. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, just share it with everybody. It's a good show. I'm proud of the show. I'm proud of the be. show too. Yeah. You guys, both of you, all of you. you guys, I'm proud of you, show. Dan. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's get into it. Uh well, well, actually, before before we get into it, let's talk about the hap haps. What's been going on this weekend? Uh this week. This week has been a crazy week, I'm sure, for everyone. Roller coaster week. Shane, we're gonna start with you. So, what have you been doing so, this week? Well, Obviously, I stayed up till 2.30 on election night. And as soon as Michigan closed the gap from like 15 to 2%, I went to bed and my wife goes, how's it going? I said, I would rather be Biden right now. I didn't feel great about it. So I watched you know, the news till 2 a.m. five nights in a row. But yesterday was amazing, right? Mm. Oh, so yes. we, have, we have Biden oh, get announced. Right. We have Notre Dame with the big upset over Clemson. And yeah, as you tell, was on Trevor, Lawrence has, Trevor Lawrence has coronavirus. Yeah. So, and then Saturday Night Live was awesome. So, it was a good day. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Good week, right? Yeah. I'm going to just go really quick. It's, it, this week has been, it almost feels like a sting tantric sex session, you know? And that, that's been nice. I've been, I put together a playlist, uh, America songs. So, like, I, I've got Neil Diamond on there. I've got CC. You got the fight song? The fight song? Just kidding. I'm sorry. I had to say that. Sorry, HRC. Whatever. It's fine. You're fine. (laughs) 
Uh, you know who else is good on there is the um, Ray Charles. Oh, I love that. Ray Charles, America, America the Beautiful, I think is what it is, right? Anyway, right. I've been crying in my car. What about you, Jessica? Oh, yes. Uh, same. Uh, Tuesday was, you know, I shouldn't have started watching the results come in so early, I feel like. Because when Florida started changing, it was like the pit in my stomach again, all over again. Uh, 2016. 2016 yeah. It was real rough. And so I think we fell asleep. And then I kind of, I was, I was watching like all the news shows and I was just like following Twitter like crazy. Um, but then when Friday came around, you know, we kind of started, people knew, but nobody wanted to say it and we were just waiting. Um, yeah. And then Saturday was just a sigh of relief. It's really nice. Felt so elated. I think like you guys too, watching some of the other races, like, I want to be so happy, but I'm so nervous for the Senate. And, you know, we lost some seats in the House. I know we're going to talk about local politics, but seeing, um, I don't know if Burgess Owens is still up or if Ben God, is that up. One, I know, it's right? like that... a few hundred votes or something. Oh, it's God. wild. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so just look at that. Uh, consciously optimistic about those. But um, I, for- yeah, I completely forgot about those, that that race specifically. Cause it's just been up and down and up and down. And that's not even yeah. one that's like, he's a QAnon guy. <laughs> like I, what the hell, <laughs> what are we doing? This is in Salt Lake County too. Like a lot of this stuff is, I don't know. Uh, just the whole gerrymandering thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kobe. What have you been doing this week? <laughs> I mean, so I, I, uh, I've had to work a lot lately. And so after Tuesday, uh, I really didn't do a lot. I thought a lot about, I mean, we're going to talk about this, but, the election results that we have on the state's website and kind of what that means for the Weber County Democrats. And I was in a pretty bad mood on Wednesday just because of reasons that we'll talk about. But then as time went on, and of course, as, as like Shane said, the, the numbers started to come in nationally in key states. It was just like, oh, okay. It just felt inevitable on Thursday that like Joe Biden is going to be the next president. And um, that's, that's worth celebrating, man. You know, and I think that if, you know, normally we don't talk about national politics on the show, but uh if you listen to his speech last night from Wilmington, Delaware, mm. about yeah. kind of, you know, sort of his first speech as kind of president-elect and kind of really as the president, because, you know, after a, a matter of time, he will become the president on January 20th. It was interesting to hear his conciliatory tone and talk about, you know, okay, guys, like, election's over, it's time to be Americans again. And just, I, I was impressed by that because I felt that you would never hear such a thing out of Donald Trump's mouth. It's always been red states and blue states. And one of the things that Joe Biden said is like, this isn't about red states and blue states. This is about the United States. And I thought that was compelling. And I was like, wow, this is such a, a market shift. And, you know, and something that was so normal four years ago to hear that kind of a speech from a president or a national leader. And we just haven't had it. And so it was just like, wow, what a, what a nice thing to hear. And so looking forward to the day when Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Yes, I love that he's already building a team too. That's uh, mm. been good to see. So let's let's talk about. Wait, sorry, sorry. Oh, Can go I ahead. Go ahead. Really yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the historic event of Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, being, you know, vice president-elect, the first woman, first black woman, first uh, Asian American woman. Yeah. yeah, like that's huge, and and um, I'm just I'm here for it, and I want to acknowledge that. That was also a big feat. I feel like it was, it was really hard because we were all so holding our breath the whole time. Right. Uh, that we didn't really get to like appreciate that. And so. 
Well, I mean, you know, pinkies up, thumbs down, but whatever, Jessica. Uh, damn. Sorry. <laughs> I'm totally joking. <laughs> Shatter the glass ceiling. I saw a lot of those. Yeah. On yeah. Facebook. Wear your heels, ladies. Because <laughs> there's glass on the floor. What? All right. Celebrate. So let's let's go ahead. Let's get into election 2020. Now, again, we don't really talk a lot of national stuff on the show. We try to keep it Weber central or centric Tuesday, Saturday through this whole last week has been kind of one of those weeks where it's been good because uh, the national politics has kind of, you know, leaned more left and, and more, more Dems have been winning. But man, in Utah, I feel like we took a beating and Weber, Weber County, especially there was just a lot of a lot of momentum it felt like coming into this election and we didn't do as well as we were hoping that, that we would have done right Lou, Lou won her race and i think that was the only house um seat yeah. that we ended up holding on to right so she was she was the incumbent and she won but even her margins were super close ended up being super close right like on tuesday it, it looked like a, a bigger lead but that lead just as the votes started coming in and in and in, began to shrink as well. So, yeah, I, I thought that maybe we would start just kind of like overall thoughts, you know, just to say, hey, what did you guys think based on what came in in Weber County? Um, just give us a sense of what you thought of looking over the numbers that we have on the state's website. Uh, I mean, I can go first just because I was um, not in Utah, but <laughs> I was looking at it and cheering uh, you guys on from afar. Uh, it was a gut punch. It was really sad, to be honest. See, the numbers are like 5,000 votes, 8,000 votes. And you're just like, it's so it's so important and it's so close and you just want to make sure you get every person out. And um, I wonder how much COVID, you know, played into that where people really couldn't go out and knock doors every time um, or like, like, like you normally would in an election. So that really sucked. And also, you know... Um, yeah, it was just like, I I know that there's a lot that we should be happy for, but like, and, and we want to celebrate that, but tomorrow's a new day. And it's like, what are we going to, you know, what is Weber County going to do? What are we going to do to organize? What are you going to do to make sure that, you know, this is, this is like a, a marathon. It's a, it's a long game. It's, you guys have done so great in, in building some of this ground game. You just got to keep up on it. And now I know it's hard and I know it sucks, but I just feel like you can't give up. <laughs> Please don't give up for the love of God for Weaver County. You can do it. Yeah, I'm just trying to pull up the numbers right now. So 2016, let's look at like house eight where Oscar was. Yeah. Read those 45, numbers. Cause I got them. I got four, the, the 4,500 votes in 2016. What is, and didn't Oscar come up with 3,000 more than that? Like almost 75, 80% more Oscar pulled from 2016. Wait, you're saying, you're saying, okay, so House District 8 in 2016 only had 4,500 votes for the Democrat? Well, the, is that what you're saying, right? For, for the, the Democrat, Democrat, correct, correct. And Oscar came up with 75 ish. 74, yeah. 73.93 is, is what it lost, says. In the, lost about 9,300 to 7,500, somewhere uh, he, in that neighborhood. And, yeah, it ended up being 98.01 to 73.93. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's a huge improvement. I just, we underestimated what Trump was and who he was. So yeah, the point you're making though is uh, Oscar got out 2,800 extra voters. Is that what you're saying from, from 2016? Yeah. Are, they, are you talking about turnout too? Is that like we got 
you get, there was a higher Dem turnout, but there also was a higher Republican turnout too. Yeah, because Waldrop, I wonder what those, uh, if he's got those 2016 numbers, I'd like to see what Waldrop brought out too. Well, Waldrop wasn't in in 16. It was Gage Froer, who is now on the county commission, but the number in 16 is 89-23. Those are the votes for Gage Froer in state house. So looking now at this year, let me pull up House District 8. Steve Waldrop pulls 98-01 this year. So roughly 1,000 more votes in 2020 than Gage Froer got in 2016. And then I have up here the numbers for... 2018. So let's compare those. In that that race, that was Waldrop's first year. He ran against Dina Froer two years ago. He pulled 67.95 were the votes. So a significant decrease in what was you know the number of people casting ballots in in the midterm. So so Shane's happy that we brought in at least some what like three thousand almost three thousand extra Dem voters. That's good. I mean, yeah, there's some silver lining there. Look, yeah, almost, look I'm, yeah, not, right, I'm not, I'm not happy about it. What I'm trying to say is, is we underestimated what Trump was doing. I had no reason to believe that that many more people would come out for the Republican Party. If anything, I thought they'd be turned off. Like I'm like in shock by it, to be honest. Yeah, same. So right. if you would have told me what Oscar was going to do, I would have said, yeah, you give me those numbers. I'm like, you have a great shot. Same with Jason. Yeah, I, I think yeah. That pro- probably, you know, I don't, and I don't know what those guys' win, win number was. So a lot of times when you have a campaign, you'll come up with, based on past turnout numbers, you'll say, okay, based on past turnout numbers, a person needs this many votes to win, right? And so they'll, they'll be strictly focused on that win number. And I bet you that those guys probably crushed their win numbers. It's just turnout was so much greater on the other side. Yeah, that's that's something that I, I kind of, I feel like I, when, when I was looking at the numbers and just kind of watching everything come in, there was a lot of talk about this is going to be a rep, referendum on, on Donald Trump. And I just don't think, I think that, yeah, we, we underestimated how much his base was going to get out here, especially. Um, and I, but the thing that I go, you know what, we, we can't give up because it, there's, I don't see how they make that sustained push to 20, uh, uh, the next, the next cycle. Right. Like, I, I think that it's, it's, it's going to be another one of those down years. Cause it's not as sexy, right. It's not a presidential uh, race. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not as sexy. People aren't going to be coming out and, and we can win, we can get, we can push those numbers again. Right. If we stay organized and we stay at it, we can push those numbers again, and those are winnable numbers. Uh, but it's it's a matter of of, of sticking to it and, and and being out there and and doing the work still. Well, a couple of things I think you have to think about is two two things. The first one is that now the president is Joe Biden, and so traditionally the midterm election will go against the president's party because you will have yes. You'll have the other party will come out in the midterms to vote for, you know, whoever is not in office. And I think that, you know, we, we still don't know the fate of the Senate yet. Yeah. But I, I but I think that if the Senate somehow stays will likely stays Republican, I mean, we'll see about those runoffs in Georgia, which will be, you know, really, really important races. But that that may have an imp- impact on the number of Republicans that show up locally to vote in a congressional race, or it may not because our congressional races are gerrymandered, like we talked about, although they will be new maps in 2022. So we, we, won't, we don't know exactly what that looks like. So that's the first thing is that we have a midterm where traditionally the vote goes against the president's party. But the second thing is 
that, and this is what was pretty clear to me based on the results that we have on the state's website, is that overwhelmingly people voted mostly along party lines. Like I look at the numbers and I say, how, how, did, how did Democrats do worse in 2020 than they did in 2018? Well, it's because when people filled out their ballot at home or for the few folks that showed up day of at, at the fairgrounds and voted in person, those people voted largely on party lines. They voted for people that didn't ask for their vote didn't knock on their door, didn't call them, didn't text them, because we know that the Democrats did a lot of that in Weber County this year. Zach and, and the team with the Weber Democrats knocked thousands of doors, made, you know, sent thousands of texts and made thousands of phone calls. Or, you know, if they weren't knocking doors, they were doing lit drops. And we know that they did worse than they did in 2018. It's so like, how can that be? Well, the answer is people are voting straight party. And now you couldn't vote straight party this year, but they were clicking, you know, they were checking the boxes for Republican candidates, even though they didn't necessarily know who those Republican candidates were. They had an R next to their name. And so they just went with that. Right. And so I think that as much as people in Weber County and in general in the country say they hate the two party system, it's clear that in this election, it feels like they used that party designation as a guidepost, maybe more than in past years, because I look at that and they go, like, how, how is this? How is it that Somebody like Ryan Wilcox or somebody like Cal Musselman, who maybe put up signs, but I can guarantee didn't make any phone calls, didn't knock doors, spent a little bit of money on signs. Maybe he did a mailer. I have no idea. I don't live in House District 9. But Paul Ray, dude. Paul Ray. I mean, we live in House well, District 13. Okay. Yeah, that, exactly. that dude didn't do a damn thing. He didn't do dick, right? And I, and I know that because I live in, like, like Dan and I said, we live in House District 13, which is on the Davis County side. And the, the Democrat who ran in this race, Tabuno, he was out there. He knocked the district, I think, three times. Wow. Yeah. And there were tons of his signs and on houses. Tons, yeah, everywhere, in people's yards, right? Whereas yeah. Paul Ray only had signs up at major intersections and along major thoroughfares in the county. And Paul Ray crushed. He crushed Tabuno. So it's like, how can that be? And the answer is people voted based on the party. They did not look at the candidate whatsoever. So until people actually start caring about the candidate and stop voting solely on party. I mean, it's just like you, you get the government that you deserve. And this is the government that the people of Weber County are going to get because they're too stupid to actually spend the time or listen to candidates and not look at the party. And so until they stop doing that, I, I, I don't see how Repo the Democrats are going to crack, you know, 45% in some of these races. It's just, it's just super difficult. Colby, how did the gerrymandering thing end up? So is the state legislature just throwing that to the side and they're just doing whatever they want? What happened was this year in the state legislature, uh, they basically took the teeth out because before with Proposition 4, there was still some wiggle room for the state legislature to do what they wanted to do. Uh, but they had to if they weren't going to accept the map proposed to them by the nonpartisan like or by independent, right? Yeah, the independent so, commission that was mm -hmm. tasked with, you know, they were going to at least have to tell Utahns why they didn't go with that. They yeah. they stripped that from the the language. Now they don't have to. They can just say, we don't want to use that. We're going to do our own thing. And they don't have to tell you or I why they're going to do that. Now we know why they're going to do that, but they don't have to say it in words. And I think that that's why, because if they have to say it, then the news is going to report on it and it's just going to be a mess because I mean, and it may not be because it's Utah and Republicans have done very, very shady things here and it may go out into the news, but it, it doesn't last long. And there seem, are seemingly no repercussions for some of the bad decisions that they make in the state legislature, because I thought the tax bill would loom much larger in these races this year. And it really hasn't. 
So it makes me wonder like, well, when they inevitably, because we've seen it time and time again, Republicans will do whatever it takes to have power, right? We saw it in the Amy Coney Barrett uh, confirmation hearing. When it comes down to brass tacks, Republicans will do what they have to do to get the power. And we're going to see it again this year when the census numbers come out and they redraw the maps. Utah will be gerrymandered again. Like, make no mistake. And so, so I don't... any gains, any gains the Dems have made the last ten years, there's a good chance most of them are going to get wiped out. Well, you know, potentially, because a thing you have to consider also is that a lot of people have moved to Utah, and so part, you know, districts you'll probably were... get one if you have enough people, right? Sorry, not to cut you off, but like if you have enough people in, say, Salt Lake County, and there's too many, they could either do like the uh, uh, pack, pack and crack. Or there's like different ways that you can gerrymander, but you, you could essentially have potentially one district if there's enough people, Democratic people, pocketed away. That's true, because what you may see is uh, like we look at a city like Ogden, right? Ogden is gerrymandered four different ways. You know, you have a house district eight, mm-hmm. you have seven, eight, nine, and ten, all taking some portion of Ogden City, which is a fairly blue city. You know, if you look at the numbers, the presidential numbers, Outside of Salt Lake County, Weber County was the most competitive race in the, in the presidential, uh, in terms of presidential numbers. They only went for Donald Trump by like 55%, I think, is the number that I saw on election night. And so it was like, wow, that's, uh, that's really surprising. But don't be surprised when Ogden once again gets gerrymandered, you know, four or five different ways to water down that vote. They'll, they'll throw in a West Haven with downtown Ogden. They'll throw in a South Ogden with the East Bench. They'll throw in a Harrisville with House District 8. You know, I won't be surprised to see more of that kind of behavior across the state to water down any sort of blue gains from folks moving here that we've seen in the last decade. Two things I was going to say is um, just going back to kind of a comment that you had said, Kobe, on, on people and, and kind of voting against their own voting against their own interests. Yeah. Is, you know, one, I would say a big part of that is disinformation and misinformation online, right? It's like, we're in this information war where now everybody can be their own critic. Everybody can be, or everybody can be their own, like their own news media outlet source. They could just start their own podcast and start talking about whatever. (laughs) They can just start saying (laughs) stuff online and like you, who knows if they're right or not, you know? Absolutely. hundred percent. Republican really wants you know what, but anyway, and that's really hard to to combat. And I would say, especially on Facebook, Facebook is such a bad actor in this, and that they don't do enough to really curb a lot of that. And they can, right? So, like a perfect example is there's a Twitter feed that has like Facebook's top ten most engaged uh, pages every day, and usually nine out of ten are like crazy right wing. People. So you have like the Ben Shapiro's and these other people who have never heard of Dan, Dan Borgino. Borgino. You know yeah. who I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like I get shared a lot. Like it, it's Fox News. There's always, you know, but so in the last two days, it was all news sites. So it was New York Times and Washington Post and CNN, NPR. And you wonder, you know, how these, the right the right uh, conservative people who kind of really, really post and foment a lot of the, the right-wing conspiracy theories on Facebook are not, they're not, they're not not posting right now. Um, I think that, and I don't have any evidence for this, but there is like, it does feel as though Facebook has the capacity to 
dial that down a little bit and maybe make sure that people can see credible news sources. Otherwise, they're just letting it be the wild, wild west. And so I think that the national is now what dominates local politics. You know, it, it yeah. goes back to what you said. You know, if you're a Democrat or Republican, it's no longer the Democrat John Matheson or or Ben McAdams. It's like, oh, you're a Democrat. You must be Nancy Pelosi's party or some craziness when you're like, we're talking about the city council. They don't they don't, fucking care. They don't even know Nancy Pelosi. Like they're not it's not the same at all. They now associate with that. And I think that's in part because you have all this information flooding towards them and there's no there's no accountability. Nobody's you know, there's not a lot of critical thinking. I think a lot in that, like, if people see something, they're just going to post it without really looking into it. And that's um, something that we have to think about just moving forward if for democracy in general. And then the second thing I was going to say, sorry, last thing I'll say is that, um, going back to the Democratic Party, come on, Utah. <laughs> there was a podcast, uh, another po- Utah podcast that um, had hosted the chair of the Democratic Party in Utah and the chair of the Republican Party in Utah and the moderator talking about the elections. While I really think that they are doing the best they can and they're, they're, everybody's trying to do a good job, like grow a backbone, you know, <laughs> embrace and be proud that you're a Democrat. And like, it's okay to say to people when they're like, you're a baby killer to be like, okay, boomer, like that's not correct. We all know that's not what Planned Parenthood's doing. Let's talk about something else. Like you don't need to play with kid gloves all the time. You know, we can we can be proud to be a Democrat, if you, if you kind of get, if, if you don't play on a Republican's ground, like if you don't play into their like talking points, like right. they say, you know, you're trying to steal your guns and you're like, man, shut up. You know, that's not true. We all know that's not true. Let's talk about something that's real and how it, you know, mass shootings in schools, like, or how we don't want white feeders to have a gun. Like <laughs> that's not, that's what the Democrats are talking about. Do you know what I mean? And I just yeah. wonder, that's yeah. a good segue, though, into kind of what I did kind of want to chat about was messaging, right? I feel like that's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in that in that forum post that was posted. <laughs> there good was, job by Jackson City, by the way. Yeah, that was a great Shane. post by Jackson City. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there, there's a problem with, there's a, a disconnect between the local Democratic Party here in Weber County and it's just Utah Dems. There's a disconnect between them and, and the voters. Those that that are in the know and uh, know where to find the information, that's that's the kind of voter that's voting Democrat. But there's not enough of us. There's not enough of those people like that. How do you bring more of them in? What's the what's the right messaging to bring them, at least start the conversation with them or better marketing techniques? Do you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. what, what they're doing right now is just not working. Dan, like a year ago, I remember telling you like, hey, if they're going to keep bringing up socialism, they just need to embrace it and tell everybody exactly how it's going to help them how you're, and how it's going to help people. If that's what they're going to keep bringing up, right? What I saw last week, and what I've seen from my neighbors is that's the last thing the Democratic Party needs to do is even say the word socialism, in my opinion. Nobody understands when you say health care for all or college for everybody. They don't understand what you're saying, especially the, the words defund the police. We can say what we want to, to have local politics, but if everybody's going to vote off the national level, they're, if 
they don't like Nancy Pelosi. They don't like what the Dems are doing. And it's not even that. They don't know what the Dems are doing. But the right now, right. to to a Republican that's watching Fox News, which apparently Fox News is now the devil, and there's other things. What I've heard a lot the last few days is because they call they Arizona. No, they're no longer. They are no longer part of it. Now it's like things like Parler, which I don't know what that is, but everybody's it's, switching from Facebook to Parler. Parler um, is like a right wing circle jerk. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, and that's what I saw maybe six of those today. Like, hey, if you don't see for me, I'm on parlor at this, whatever. When I, when I go to what? work, everything everything is guns. The healthcare, the messing is, is wrong because the healthcare is we're we're gonna have to wait six hours if we go to this healthcare. It's gonna cost us too much. Your taxes are gonna go up a thousand dollars a month. Defund the police. When you say those words, eighty percent of the people I talk to just say we're going to completely, you guys want to completely get rid of the police. There is zero police. Yeah. When you absolutely. say words like that. Yep. So the messaging is That's wrong there. <laughs> um, what do we, uh, what's, what's another one? Well, it's like the education system, right? Free college. They hate everything. Green New Deal. Why do they well, hate the green well, new deal? Right now they hate the green new deal is because AOC is behind it. Yeah. It, 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 here's the, here's, it's, they here's don't even know argument. what it, they don't know what it is. All I know they, is they bring up cows and airplanes every time. They, yeah. The they don't fucking know, up. man. Like, yeah. so right. why I'm, I'm kind of at my wits end with, with trying to pander to moderates uh, and trying to build this, uh, try to bring them into our, you know, this circle. No, I, I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm, I feel like that's not working. What we're doing is not working. So let's just go, look, let's just go hard left, especially in Utah, because that's not working. What we're doing right now isn't working. Just go hard left and really own it. dig own it, it, and it. Own it. it and embrace it and talk about it in a way. Talk about it. Dan, Dan what you're not like, listening, though, yeah. is that it's still going hard left by saying expand the education system. It's so, still the same thing, except you might be able to get people on board. So I, I it's, think it's, it's less it's about the messaging of the way how you do it. Yeah, it's less about going hard left, because just remember, two years, four years ago, we had a Senate candidate in Misty K. Snow, who was a great progressive candidate running in this state. And she was as you know progressive as you would have wanted. She basically mirrored Bernie Sanders' platform. No, and and she got just crushed by Mike Lee. Like I, that's where I'm. I'm skeptical of the. We need to turn left. I feel like maybe it's more of what Shane is saying, where it's like it's not necessarily about the issues because I think that you know the issues people they agree with us. It's it's the mm -hmm. way we talk about the issues. That's that's the disconnect. That's where we're having a hard time because. Before we started the show, you know, we talked about how there are certain issues that, like Shane said, guns. Guns is a big issue that always gets talked about on the work site. Uh, and I think it's an issue where we can talk about that to folks in Weber County, especially in the western part of the county or in parts of the county that are considered super red. You know, we could talk about those issues, even though they aren't necessarily county issues or even state legislature issues. We could talk about them in a way that is intriguing and at least gets them to think, because I think that's that's where we're struggling is we're not. We need to we need to reframe. We need to figure out how we're going to get people to at least begin to consider Democrats in Weber County, because as we saw that we don't like the numbers that we got. You know, we just I, we, we don't. And so it's like, well, what do we have to do? Because the Weber Democrats worked their tails off and we got worse numbers out of it. And so it, it has to it's not necessarily about policy, because I feel like the people that are talking about 
they're if they're talking to you as a candidate or if you're a volunteer out there trying to convince someone to vote for a candidate it's really not about policy like the average voter honestly doesn't understand that you're running for city council and you have no bearing on what happens in terms of abortion none they'll ask you about it but you have no no bearing like like it's not even in the wheelhouse of the city council or the, even sometimes the state legislature right it's like ah, this really isn't a thing that we're going to deal with uh and so i think that what you have to do is like we said at the, at the top of the show the national is heavily influencing the local and we need to realize that and i think that we need to find a way to overcome some of the talking points that happen about national issues in a local way because it's clear to me that people are not connecting the fact that yes it's i'm i'm running for a local office and so i can't do anything about that issue or i'm not going to do anything about that issue so why are we talking about it that's not the way people feel i think that we have to find a way to talk about it in a way that is productive but also I mean, as much as I hate to say it, we have to educate the voter because it frankly, it pisses me off that people don't understand that I'm here running for something like the city council. And I set your property taxes, man. Like that's what we should be talking about. But instead you want to talk about guns because you're an idiot and you don't understand how government works. <laughs> I, that pisses me off, frankly. It's like, you should be smarter than that. Let it all out. Go <laughs> that, see, I'm okay with talking to people like that. I'm not. I feel so, like that's that's how we should be talking to them. It's like, so, look, hey, asshole, I'm not talking about killing babies, dude. I'm I'm just running for a state legislature because I was ta- I was fucking pissed about the tax reform just as much as you were. Remember that conversation we had in the coffee yeah. shop? But but Shane, I guess we can't. You're saying that we can't talk like that. <laughs> no, you can talk like that all you want, but you're gonna talk to like three people. All right now until. Pelosi and AOC and all of them somehow make any sense to people out here, you're not going to win elections. And it sucks. So yeah, Dan, I can kind of see your point. If you're not going to win, you might as well burn the fucking thing down. You might as well, you might as well ruin your opponent. Whatever he's done, you might as well put that out there and just say everything that he's done wrong and just if you have to debate him, if you have to talk about him, if you have to send out news later, you might as well do that, and then and then maybe that guy has to change you, make him a better candidate because he's going to win anyway. Uh, maybe you bring attention to something he hasn't done, but yeah, until the national level gets their shit together, you're not okay, going to win. Anything. Uh, you say that, but like, what is it? What is it about AOC that people don't like? They don't know. They don't know. No, they don't know. Yeah. Oh, they fucking know, man. Don't get it. Don't get it. Yeah. Don't get it wrong here, buddy. Let's get this shit straight. They it's know like, why they don't like no. her. And, and that's a problem I feel like we have as Americans too is um, out on the sites is we still have this belief that we're the greatest country. <laughs> and, you know, I actually had a guy go, I don't know. I, why wouldn't we move out there? I sure like running water. Like they really feel like the rest of the world is a pile of shit. And until we start <laughs> acting like the underdog, until our country all realizes we're not, we're never going to change. One thing I was going to say too, I thought it was so interesting um, as I was listening to, it was like a forum between the uh, Democratic candidate for governor, Chris Peterson and Spencer Cox. And I heart Chris Peterson. I love, I that, guy. Yeah, I love that guy. He, I, him so and great. Karina Brown, man, just such great, great candidates. And we, we didn't deserve them. I know. We, we really didn't. We didn't deserve them. You all, you all them. did it. 
<laughs> so good. He's going to be the CFC. Uh, sorry, Jessica, go on. No, okay. well, I, well, it was just funny because, you know, he would say his plan. He had a plan, which was awesome. And he explained it. And it, he, he it was digestible. You were like, got it. Nine steps. Care for it. And Boom, yeah. Dr. Cox was like, you know, I really enjoy that my friend said all these things here because I feel the same way. And you're like, okay, Democrat. Like, I just, the thing... I, it was just so interesting where both of them were being so collegial and like, that's fine if we want to talk about civility, but Republicans, and I would say that a lot of Republicans in Utah tout a lot of democratic values. And that it just bothers me to no end when they're like, oh yeah, we believe in, you know, uh, uh, classical conservatism. And yet they're like, but we need to have, we need to make sure that people are taken care of. So we're going to do government programs and we're going to fund these government programs. And you're like, what do you think democratic, you know, policies are like, I just, I'm not sure kind of how to get that across, but there are a lot, I will tell you right now, there are a lot of policies that Spencer Cox has that are straight up democratic policies that if you were to just like, if we could highlight that or let people know that that's something that a Democrat would say, I, I don't know if that would be helpful or what your guys' thoughts are on that. He, he totally could have played the like professor card and be like, you know, Spencer, in colleges across America, plagiarism is frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> These are democratic policies that you are, you know, just spinning as Republican when really they're they're democratic policies and they're very popular among and they're people. very popular, yeah. yeah. And and so you you know you believe in this classical conservatism, air quotes around that, but at the end of the day. The people don't want classical conservatism. Mm -hmm. They want government programs that help them in their day-to-day -day lives. And so you steal from that, but you demonize the very place from whence you steal them. And I'll talk about another example. See, too, okay, Kobe, just oh, run, yeah. please. Just run. I know. Like, please. What the fuck are you doing, yes. man? Just I run. will buy your sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rorschach. That's what he's like. They'll beg for mercy. <laughs> And I'll say no. <laughs> you're, you're comparing him to Rorschach watching the world burn. Yeah, that's exactly. Yep, that's that's Kobe right now. That is where really Kobe's mental state is right now. <laughs> it, it really is. <laughs> You'll be back. You were going to say something, Jessica. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, I just think uh, the one of the better examples I saw was recently I was reading an article in Salt Lake Tribune on um, the local breweries, man. You, like Republicans are going to be trying to they always try and tout how they're for small businesses and this is a perfect example where if you had a demo telling you right now whoever the next democratic candidate is going to be steal this idea <laughs> talk about what the state legislature did with the alcohol laws and and lessening or um lessening some of the percentage beers that can be sold in grocery stores hurt small businesses, hurt Utah-owned businesses. Go talk to Epic Brewery, go talk to Uinta and see how they're doing right now. When they let InBev and all the big name beers, you know, Budweiser and all those people run through the Utah State Legislature and just, and they just bent over for those big corporations. And you're like, that's Utah money that could have stayed in Utah and is now going to be funneled out to wherever their headquarters are, St. Louis. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, if you're, if you're a candidate or you're somebody running, like lean into those small businesses, Utah has so many of them that you could talk about, you could talk about those guys and be like, Hey, instead of going to the McDonald's down the street, go to the Max family drive-in because you know what? Max family has been there for 30, 50 plus years. And 
Loki, he may be racist, but yeah, he's so gonna be, <laughs> you know what? Just gonna he's community. He's part of the community, and he's gonna keep that money in Tremont. And you go to Pizza Plus. Don't go to Domino's because that money, the local businesses go, are gonna stay in. Or, or you want to go to Ogden? Lucky Slice. Go to. Don't go to Domino's. Go to Lucky Slice because you know what? Those that dollars are gonna stay in Utah, and we need to ensure that our small businesses are are being propped up. And you know who can be a stalwart for them? Is that the word? I don't know. <laughs> it's Democrats. Well, I completely agree with everything she just said there, right? Yeah. But how do you overcome baby killer? How do you overcome communist? You can't do that. Until the messaging at the national level is fixed, we can't do anything here. And it sucks. You can fight all you want. You're yeah. talking about gain, you're talking about gaining 10%. Everything you just said over a four-year push and you're gaining 10%. But right now, my neighbors, I'm surrounded. I'm like the devil right now, right? Because I bring up Oscar Mata over the fence, and he's a baby killer. And until you fix that messaging, we're never going to do anything. I don't know. I don't think – I think you're completely wrong. I think Weber County needs to continue to expand the elect- electorate and reach out to – because I – I would be, I really want to see the numbers about like uh, the Latinx community and how they came out for uh, the Dems, um, the black community, people of color. I, I want to see those numbers because I think that Weber County did an exceptional job at that. And I think that there's room to grow there. And if, if that means giving some more money to. Uh, Dan, uh, that Latin- didn't matter. The reason the but numbers what? came out is what? there was a racist in the White House, and that's why they came out. Now, the great thing in Utah is because they registered to vote, they get ballots sent to their house now. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's an approach is if you can get as many Democrats registered, it comes right to their door and they're voting. Utah County is up to like 91 percent voting for registered. That's a crazy number. That's why Burgess Owens is going to win, if he does, is Utah County. Ninety-one percent is showing up to to vote. Bad though, right? We want people to vote. We want people to make sure that they can um, um, go to the ballot box. But I guess, but in this scenario that you're bringing up, it just feels as though if this is a lose lose situation that you're that Democrats are already in, what is the reason to cut our sales short at the beginning, right? Like, what is the, we can talk, and, and I think, honestly, I would say the biggest thing that's helping is you, Shane, talking to those people, <laughs> talking to your friends and family every day and kind of like just just picking away at their craziness, crazy conspiracy theories. Like if they're always coming at you with baby killers after a certain point, surely you have to be like, okay, become the fuck one. Like, you know, we all know that this is not <laughs> yeah. true, right? Like, do, you know what not, you're saying is not true. Not- I'm not kidding you. They do not know you can't kill a baby after it's born. Trump said Trump said you True. can. Yeah. They Trump think says that. you can and and it and people believe it. I, I mean that's I, what it, that's what it is. Here's here's what here's what bothers me so much. Okay, this is what bothers me is we don't have time to I feel like we don't have time to baby those idiots, right? Cuz there are people right now, right now, dreamers that live in Weber County. Okay, that need our help, that need us to win. Dan, I don't give a f- I, Dan, oh, I'm with if you. they don't understand, like Dan, I, let's expand listen, the electorate not, then. Let's let's do the change. work. Oh, yes, we are. We're not gonna change, listen, a voter. 
But what we need to do is calm the rhetoric down that they're using. So you're like saying we can win. We can win. Is to suppress enthusiasm. Suppress their enthusiasm by messaging. Yeah. That's what I feel. I feel like Oscar wins if Trump doesn't do. They're going to burn down your cities. This is everything's going to look like you know. I mean, you saw the commercials with it looks like a freaking war zone. If that doesn't happen, I, I don't see those think commercials. They show up for Trump. But, but my question is this, you know, we've talked about the fact that the, the national is driving the local, right? So the way yeah. that politics are going nationally had a significant impact on the way that people voted in Weber County. And we were not as competitive in races that we thought we were doing really well in because that national influence on local politics, that national influence comes from national media outlets, you know, people, losers in the, in the right wing media bubble that are spouting facts because I, I feel like you always know where somebody's at based on the things they're telling you. So, for example, while I was on the job site this week after the election was over, you know, states are still counting. I heard several times from different people about this tranche of votes, 134,000 votes, all for Biden, not a single one for Trump. That's shady. Right. I heard that from several people. And I obviously don't listen to right wing media, but it was clear to me like, oh, they got that from right wing media. And that and that talking point is coming from somewhere at the top some place at fox news some other place like breitbart like it's coming from there and it's feeding its way down into our local ecosystem as a local podcast how, how do we combat that because they're getting that from national sources and applying it to local things and it's affecting our local politics so what can we do locally to suppress that enthusiasm when those talking points are coming from DC or they're coming from New York or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know either. Right? Let's put that out to the listeners. Cause I feel like that's a really good spot to kind of, to, well, we're going to take a break here, but we get involved in this conversation. Cause this is one of those that I feel like uh, we'd like to hear from everybody in the mm -hmm. forum. Or um, if that means you want to email us, directly to be more anonymous with your take on this please do so we are looking for ideas we are trying to help the weber county dams they did they did such a great job this this election season and and kudos to zach and his crew um but again we're we, we started this to help and we want to help as much as we can and if that means putting this out to everybody uh to get suggestions and your insight please do so uh, you can reach us at junction city podcast at gmail.com or put your thoughts in the forum. Uh, I think we'll put a we'll put a little question out on the we'll put a question this time, Shane, uh, as as our status in the forum, and we'll we'll look for everybody's insight there as well. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk pinkies up, thumbs down. Hey, JC peeps, it's Colby, and I want to tell you about our new home, Foley's MMA. Foley's MMA offers classes in boxing, kickboxing, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu for ages 5 to adult. All experience levels are welcome. It's owned and operated by our good friends Disco Dave and Sana Foley at 31st and Washington Boulevard in downtown Ogden, if you know where it is. It's right next to Kiesel, uh, the Kiesel Services place. So uh, I came to Foley's MMA, uh, gosh, it's been a while ago. And uh, I really wanted to uh, help out in the community. I helped uh, Dave and Sana start a nonprofit that helps kids uh, get in here and uh, get there, get uh, learn how to box and those kinds of things. And so uh, from there, my wife started coming, loves it, 
always loves her gym family. And so if you want to be a part of that gym family, you should come on down too. So if you're interested or just curious, check them out at foleysmma.com or follow them on social media to learn about upcoming classes. They've got a lot of them. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. The This week, we did not have any polls. I was a little sad about that, but again, got over it real quick with the results of the national election, so I'm okay with that. We're actually going to skip, because we went a little long in the first segment, but we're going to skip any just the tips or pinky deeps into the future this week. We will go with the normal programming of Pinky's Up, Thumbs Down. And we'll go ahead and get that started with guest of honor, Jessica Martinez. I was going to say Shane, but <laughs> Shane's not a guest of honor. Oh I think up is uh, absolutely the organizing uh, efforts of Arizona, AZ. We have family out there. So I'm really excited to see Arizona turn blue. The astronaut took it. Mark <laughs> Kelly. Senator like Mark Kelly coming in for Arizona. He's uh, Gabby Gifford's husband. So there's like a power couple there. Lady was a former congresswoman who got shot and like in the head. In the head. And survived. And survived. And then he she went came back. To, yeah. And he went. And he moon. was in space. Did he go to the moon? I don't know if he, he went to the moon. I don't know. I just, I said space. To he, was, safe. <laughs> he didn't go to the moon, Dan. We haven't yeah. been there in a while. Yeah, we haven't been, yeah, we haven't been <laughs> to the moon <laughs> since like the 70s. <laughs> What are we even doing in space? Okay, you know what? We're not even going to go there. <laughs> That's a good one. Shane, what are, your, what are your pinkies up, thumbs down? I want to, my pinkies up is to Jason Allen. Dude, I love following that guy on social media and the way he runs his campaign, the way he lives his life. So he inspires me. And I go down Highway 89 every, every uh, day. And coming up that road, I see all his, the little signs that nobody stole. And, uh. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to miss those, but yeah, he, he did a great job. Right. Definitely a guy that we need to keep. If he's not going to run again, uh, I think that he, he said he might not run again, but I hope he does. Cause he did run a good campaign. He's a good guy and somebody that we should definitely, if he's not going to run, then we should keep. Point of personal privilege here too. Uh, I just wanted to note his episode, uh, Jessica city podcast was really great. And out he was uh owned the basement i used to go to shows in the basement all the time so i was super happy and and also sad to hear his story about it but it was really great um bring it back jason bring it back i don't really have any thumbs down guys come on but i just really think we need to look at everything that we did and realize that it didn't work we fucked up so i'll say thumbs down to all of us our plan didn't work it's not the end of the world just fix it. Let's change it. All right. My pinkies up is going to go to Stacey Abrams. The, the work that she put in after losing, uh, after it being stolen from her, she is the epitome of hope and inspiration and getting things changed locally. That's She's the patron saint of local politics. I, can I say that? Is that is that a good? Yeah, That's. I'm going to leave it with that. She got 800,000 people registered to vote. That's wow. that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So pinkies up to her, thumbs down to our neighbors, and <laughs> we can't we can't say it enough. The people that don't vote for the that vote opposite of their own interests. How about that? Kobe Peterson, bring us so, home. Yeah. So my pinkies up this week is to the Weber County Democrats who worked extremely hard this cycle. I mean, I, I'm willing to bet that this is the hardest the county party has worked in 30 years, man. 
like the, the the quality of candidates that were put out there, the amount of work that they did, uh, the the voter outreach that happened, like that that hasn't been seen in this county in decades. I guarantee it, and it's just incredible what they put together, all of the amazing things that they did. Um, and so, pinkies up to those guys and anybody that supported them this year. Whether you gave your money, you gave your time. Uh, you know, Junction City Podcast, obviously, we tried to help out where we could with broadcasts on the Weaver Dems page, which, I mean, I don't know about you, Dan, but I thought that those were a lot of fun, especially the candidate oh, yeah. things that we did, you know, the uh, the digital town hall that we ended up doing, pioneering with the Weaver Democrats and then taking it across the state to a lot of other county parties. All of that work that we put in this year, you know, pinkies up to everybody who got involved this year. And even though we didn't get what we wanted, which was at least the purple Weaver County kudos to everybody who was a part of making it you know at least a little bit part of 2020 because this has been a really weird year but i don't think that weber county gets away with the way that things ended so my thumbs down goes to weber county man because it was clear like we talked about in the last segment it's it's clear to me that people did not care whether a person reached out to them and said hey i'm 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 a hard working person i want to know what what you're thinking. It's obvious that Republicans don't reach out to you and yet you give them your vote. And I've complained about this on the show over and over again. So thumbs down to Weber County who continue to vote for Republican candidates who don't give a rip about you. They don't give a rip about what you think or the way that you want the government to be run. They just take your vote, go down to the state legislature and do whatever Brad Wilson or, you know, Greg Hughes, Greg, well, you know, whatever, whoever is in leadership. They will do whatever they tell because they fear leadership more than they fear you, the voter. And until you, Weber County voters, start actually taking the time to either look at a quality candidate in the primary, if you're a Republican, or look at the Democratic candidate on the ballot in the general election and consider making an informed decision about who you're going to vote for, until you make that investment in time and mental effort, you will continue to deserve the government that you get in this county. So when the county commission does some stupid thing that you don't like, West Weber, and you voted against incorporating as a town because it would have raised your property taxes $50 a year, don't don't complain because I don't want to hear it because you're the ones that overwhelmingly voted for Jim Harvey. And Jim Harvey is going to turn around and do whatever he wants to you out in Western Weber County or up in the Valley or where he lives in Uinta that's unincorporated. He's going to do that because you gave him your vote. Or when you don't like that Cal Musselman, West Haven, is going to try and ram tax reform down your throat because, you mark my words, the state legislature will try it again. They will try to ram tax reform down your throat one more time. Don't be surprised when you're unhappy with what your government gives you because you don't take the time to talk to your friends or to give a Democratic candidate who is working hard trying to talk to you about what you want in government and trying to convince you that they are a better option than the paperweight that currently represents you. You deserve the government that you get. So thumbs down, Weber County. Do, do the homework, figure it out, and get better because what we have now is garbage and you deserve that garbage until you clean up your act. And Kobe's not going to be around for you to clean up your guys' messes, okay? So fucking turn it around, Weber County. Oh, dude, you 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 guys should have heard the conversations that Dan and I had on Wednesday and Thursday this week. I'm like, like freaking out. <laughs> I was so pissed at the local results because it's such a joke to me. 
that the Democrats worked so hard and the people of Weber County gave them not the time of day that they just said, no, I'm going to vote for Kelly Miles. Kelly Miles? Kelly Miles, the guy who wouldn't even debate Jason Allen, wouldn't even debate him, wouldn't even knock a door, put, you know, got scared and decided to buy a bunch of fancy signs and put up some billboards and talk about he's the only Republican candidate. Who cares what your party is, bro? Everybody allegedly says that they care. Oh, I don't like the parties. I don't like both parties. Well, then why do you only vote for Republicans, man? You don't you don't care for the parties, right? So then why are you using that as a guidepost? Because you're intellectually lazy. That's why. So mm. don't think that your cynicism is cool or hip or edgy. You're a loser, period. Yes. Tell them. Get them. Hey, I hate it, man. I hate your cynicism. It's garbage. And that, my friends, is why Kobe goes last every pinkies up, thumbs down. I won't, we won't have it any other way. Not ever going to be any other way. He brings it home. He's the the home run hitter. What do they call him, Kobe, in baseball? The guy batting, that batting cleanup, the, the closer. No. Yeah, the... no, not the closer because that's a pitcher thing, right? Wow, he's no. he batting, is batting yeah. batting in the three he's... or four hole. You're batting cleanup. Yeah, yeah, he is the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Hank Aaron of right. Pinkies Up Thumbs Down. I do like Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron was a he's brewer. the Yeldon of our podcast. <laughs> Oh, our podcast now, Shane. Our <laughs> podcast, motherfucker. Where you been? Though? Yeah, speaking <laughs> that, that was a good run. I'll see you guys in a few months. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Shane. Just so you know, man. Seats, seats always open. Always open, Shane. It's always uh, open. I, we'll see. All right, real quick. Upcoming events. Uh, there Memorial Day, obviously November. What 11th. are you not going to this weekend? <laughs> hey, Shane. I've been going to shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday. Uh, actually, I don't know if this is even going to be a thing anymore because of the text message that we all got earlier this evening. Indy Ogden Bazaar at the Monarch. Go out and support local if you can, if they're still doing it. I mean, at this point, we don't know, right? We don't know. It's it goes on from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Make sure you check the website. Go go give Indy Ogden some love. All month long, Ogden Restaurant Week again. State mandate now. Finally, you fucking tards. So there. So I, I'm I'm here and they're just giving out uh, uh, reduced price gift cards. And that's it. There's like no menu. There's no. Yeah. Day. There's not. Yeah. Nina Morris posted that on her socials that. Right. Uh, they don't have menus, but go out and and support local, Ogden Restaurant Week going on all month. So, get out and support your local restaurants. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, follow us at Junction City Podcast. Follow us on our Twitter account, Junction City Pod. Instagram, Junction City Podcast. We're doing, we've got a YouTube channel, Patreon, website. We got all that stuff there. All we need are the likes and the shares and the money. If you got it, you can give it to us. Speaking of cash, if you have a birthday this month, I think your birthday fundraiser needs to be to send all your money to Georgia, whether it's $200, $100, whatever. Your birthday fundraiser for your entire family. You don't have to tell like your racist uncle where the money's going. You know what I, I mean? You After you're done. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then when it's done, when the when we win in Georgia, like feel free to give the two hundred dollars to the Junction City podcast. <laughs> True. There you go. You can rate us. Rate us. It, it brings us up in the standings, and it helps us get yeah. our show out to everybody in Weber County. Shane, I mean, you're back. Do you want to give them a reason why to give us a five-star rating? Yeah, like if you – you can rate us five stars. If you're going to rate us anything less than that, like we're going to send Democrats to your house 
to burn it down. Dan's going to kill your babies. I mean, you're going to be living in communism your entire life if, unless that happens. So I would rate us five stars. Yeah, guys. Well, first, thanks so much for having me on. This is great. And like you all say every week. All politics is local.